Welcome to Get Connected with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. We appreciate you joining us live via Facebook, KLTT Online, and on 670 AM KLTT. And to our listening audience on KLDC Online and on 1220 AM KLDC. Also, you can watch Get Connected on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries. For those viewing on Facebook, please share Bishop Ajala's message with others so that they too can be blessed. We invite you to call in or email us with your prayer requests. Our email address is info at kcconline.org or you may call 720-859-1737. Now, let's get ready to hear the word of faith here is Bishop Ajala. Paul was writing to the Ephesians and he said, I am praying for you. He said, I heard of your faith. And when I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and I saw the love that you have for the saints, still, despite that, I am praying for you, and this is my prayer. My prayer is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. The word knowledge that Paul was talking about is the word epignosis, epignosis, which means precise and correct knowledge. It means not just, not just knowledge in the head alone, but knowledge that comes with discernment, with discernment. Paul said, I know you have faith and I know you have love, but I'm praying that you have wisdom and discernment. I want to welcome you to Kingdom Connection um, program, Get Connected. This is Bishop Israel Adeyajala. And every Friday we come to you on this Get Connected. And I'm sharing from the subject of faith. But the subject of faith is so broad that... This month, I want to take it in a dimension that God lays it upon my heart. And it is that you will come to knowledge of who you are in Christ. That you will come to knowledge of who you are in Christ. Why is this important? It's very important that you know who you are. But until you, you know whose you are, you may not be able to know who you are. You see, I've discovered, as I talk to so many people, that many believers are not fully equipped with the Word of God. Let me give you an example. Somebody wrote and he asked and he even put it on Facebook and he said, they are making us to use masks. Will there be masks in heaven? Will God make us use masks in heaven? Now, I know this individual has been a Christian forever. And when I saw that, I told the people around me, I said, this is the point I am making. 
Many Christians have abandoned the Bible. They don't know the word of God. For a Christian to ask that will there be mask in heaven tells me that that person does not know the word of God. The answer I gave was this. Will there be sickness in heaven? Will there be coronavirus in heaven? If coronavirus is in the heaven you are, you are in hell. Because the heaven where God is, there will be no sickness, there will be no tears, there will be no death, therefore there will be no need for any mask. This is the problem we are facing in the body of Christ. You must know who you are. And before you know who you are, you must know whose you are. You belong to Christ. Paul was writing to them in Ephesians. He said, I know that you are nice. You are wonderful. You have this idea that, I mean, of, of helping other people. He said, but I want to know, I want you to know this. I am praying for you. In fact, Paul said, I heard of your faith. I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. In fact, I also heard of your love for all saints. Now, this was the same people that he would now pray for them to know God, to have the understanding, the revelation. He said, I do not see, and I'm reading for Ephesians chapter 1. I am praying, and I'm reading from verse 16. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What was he saying in his prayer? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, you need wisdom and revelation. You need discernment to be able to know God. Then he went on, he said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may be you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. And he says this power is already in Christ. Now let me stop there. Brothers and sisters, if you don't know who you are, anybody will push you around. If you don't know who you are, anybody will push you around. When the church has forgotten who they are, politicians begin to rule them. And when the church has forgotten whose they are, they begin to devise means to be relevant. Come back to who you are. You, you are royalty. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar saint. You, are part, you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. In fact, in the end time, the Bible says God will put his law in your heart. You won't have to need anybody to teach you because the spirit of God will begin to teach you. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, especially those of us in America, I'm begging you in the name of Jesus, go back to the word of God. There are a lot and lot of so-called prophets that are mixing their own opinion to the word of God. And, and a lot of people respect them. They go, oh, prophet, who anointed you as prophet? When you speak and you say you are a prophet 
and your prophecy is contradicting the word and the character of God. You are a prophet from, 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 from Satan. Satan too has released his prophet into the world. Now, I don't doubt that there are many good prophets out there. But prophets don't just prophesy only by his own emotion. Prophets don't just speak by his own emotion. Prophets speak because the word of God is what he's projecting. You don't just call yourself a prophet and be using that title to prophet to confuse the body of Christ. In fact, I am praying right now that God will slap anyone that calls his pro call himself prophet and God has not sent them. It's better you don't prophesy because there are a lot of people that are looking up to you, that are thinking you know God and you know you, you are very far away from God. And then you will begin to use all this numeric, this number. One guy came to my office. He said, if you bend the Bible this way, you see. I said, why do I need to bend the Bible? Get out of my sight. All this nonsense that has come into the body of Christ and people are gravitating to it is because you have lost the sense of who you are. God does not have a grandchild. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. God wants to speak to you. That's why when anybody preaches, go back home, look at the Bible, search it. If it's not there, throw it in the trash. There are, it's a perilous times we come. Many will say, they, I, I come in the name of the Lord. Be very, very careful. You are a child of God. The spirit of God is in you. The power of God is in you. God loves you unconditionally unconditionally is without condition look at what paul was praying again to the people in ephesus he said i am praying for you and when i started praying <clears throat> this is my prayer <clears throat> that god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom that word wisdom is the greek word sophia sophia and it means broad and full intelligence. Broad and full intelligence. Do you know, I saw in, 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 on, the, on the YouTube, some pa a pastor in, in some part of Africa telling his members to eat grass. And the members too were eating grass. When you became Christian, your brain is not suspended. Use it to the glory of God. I don't care, even if it is me, that I'm saying something to you that you don't find in the Bible, throw it in the trash. Don't look at their title and following them. Title does not bring anointing. It is, knowing, it is moving close to God that anointing comes. And simply because somebody's father has a big name in the, in the Lord does not mean the son or the daughter must also have the same big name. You don't inherit the worth of your parents. You inherit the wealth. That's why the son of a, uh, of a heavyweight champion, whose father is dead, can't go into the ring and say, I come in the name of my father. They will kill you on the ring. The same thing with all those that because their parents have made a name in ministry, you run after them simply because of the name of their parents. Nobody inherits that. You know it's not true. There, there are lot, look, son of Eli, they, they were gone far away before, before they, they were exposed. Don't run after people based on their name, family name. 
run after them, run after what they are saying based on their character and the truthfulness of the word of God that they are preaching. Don't treat yourself like a slave. You are a child of God. I'll give you another example. One, one believer was telling me, a, a pastor, well, they want to destroy our heritage. Come on. Come on. Stop that nonsense. Nobody is destroying your heritage. Let me give you an example. If a kidnapper came to your house, kidnapped your children, enslaved some, sold some, and murdered some, in order to preserve history, where do you want us to put the portrait of the kidnapper that kidnapped your children so that history can be preserved? Where would you like us to put the portrait of the kidnapper? I'm not even talking about statue now, just the portrait. Where would you want it to be? Let me know. Your bedroom, your living room, your church. If you don't want it, then Paul said, if eating meat will cause your brother to be offended, then stop eating meat. Why are you so selfish? Some people are so selfish, they don't think that when you do that, you minimize the impact of the gospel. And the reason you are doing that is you take who you are from the world and not from the word. You must see yourself as a child of God. You are in the world, but you don't belong to the world. If whoever, whoever loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let us come back to the God of the Bible, not the God that we have made. We are not talking of the God of Wall Street. We are talking about the God who sits on the throne, who sits on the throne, who, who speaks and no man can change. Look, I don't care what anybody is talking about me. I know God loves me unconditionally and he's blessing me left, right, and center. And I'm a blessing to 70-something countries of the world. That's the way you should see yourself. Don't just localize yourself when God wants to give you a nation, you are asking for a little house. God spoke to me many years ago. He said, I want to give you a kingdom, you are begging me for a house. Which one is bigger, a house or a kingdom? I said kingdom. He said, inside the kingdom, there are many houses. And I will bless you with houses. Now I have houses everywhere, whether in Australia or New Zealand or in America or in Norway or in Sweden or in Denmark or even in France, in Holland. Why? I have families there. They don't look like me, but they are my family. And they love me and I love them passionately. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'll be right back. Wow. Thank you, Bishop, for that word that has opened our eyes, opened our hearts to the authority that we have and should have as believers. Yes. Listeners, I know you want to hear more and more is coming, but first we have some announcements for you. We are excited to announce that Kingdom Connection is now open for in-person services on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. On Sunday, services begin at 8.30 a.m., the second service is at 10 a.m., and the third service is at 11.30 a.m. On Wednesdays and Fridays, our evening services are at 7 p.m., all of our in-person services will follow CDC guidelines. 
Today at Kingdom Connection, you will be able to receive free groceries. Yes, you're welcome to come to our drive-through food bank until 2 p.m. and every Thursday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Kingdom Connection is located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. And for more information, call us at 720-859 1737. Also, you can join us live on live stream for all of our services. You can join us on Facebook at Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries. Join us tonight at 7 p.m., Sunday at 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Also, you can support this ministry by going to adeajala.org. That's A-D-E-A-J-A-L-A.org and simply click on donate. Every donation is tax deductible. Bishop, that indeed was a word that I feel the body of Christ needs, especially uh, during this season of so much going on with the pandemic, uh, the season of challenges, uh, amongst cultures um, nationwide and worldwide. Um, but Bishop, Bishop, oftentimes as believers, after having been through storms, tests, trials, and blatant attacks by the enemy, that we find ourselves questioning our authority as believers because of the spiritual attacks that we go through. Bishop, how can you encourage us not to sit our spiritual authority down because of spiritual attacks that we go through? Let me first uh, um, encourage whoever is going through that to realize that the li life is a war, not a battle. In every war, there are many battles. And in battles, there will be one that looks as if you lost. That's why you serve a God of restoration. If you have lost some battle, I come to announce to you, you have not lost the war. You are still going to win in life. Let me just put that up there. Because you are not even going to win alone. You've already won. Because Christ already won the battle for you. I mean, the war for you. He said, and the war broke out in heaven. He didn't say a battle. And the war broke out in heaven. And he said, and the angel of God kicked him out of the heavens. So the war that broke is not a battle. Inside every war, there are many battles. So you can look, we, we, we had a war in Iraq. And there is the battle of Fallujah. There is the battle of Baghdad. There is the battle of Basra. And so on and so forth. But all of them are part of the Iraq war. Now, life is like that too. There are many battles. I, I want you to know, ultimately you've won. You have already won. If you experience a little setback, what do you do? You come back to the stronghold. What is the stronghold? The place of prayer. The place of studying the word. The place of meditating on the word. The first thing you must first of all realize is that until you come back to the place of prayer, there is absolutely very little God can do in order to give you victory. 
Because prayer gives God the permission from you to intervene on your behalf. Without praying, God will not intervene. Simply because you are crying doesn't mean heaven will quickly get up. Let me give you an example. A man by the name Blind Bartimaeus, he was shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now this man was blind, blind. And when he ran to Jesus, finally after Jesus called him, he got to Jesus, Jesus still asked the question, what do you want me to do for you? Why? Because God will not violate your will. In everything you do, once you acknowledge him, invite him into it through prayer, you are going to win already. It will, that, that, that prayer will jumpstart the power that is already in you. It's just like fasting. Fasting don't twist God's harm. Fasting don't make God do what we want him to do. Fasting tune our heart to hear the heartbeat of God and hear the voice of God, and then fasting make our soul and our spirit to line together so that we can hear from God. Now you say, what is it? Listen, if you see anybody in the Bible that used fasting and God changed his mind, the ultimate truth is this. God already planned that, but he was waiting for them to speak. God already planned that, but he was waiting for them to speak. Listen, if God didn't plan it already, I don't care how much you shout. I don't care how much you scream. It may not happen. It may not happen. Listen, there are certain things that God already put, let me put it this, put in the play into the, in the universe. Let me put it this way. If I jump from the three-story building and I begin to speak in tongues very fast, very fast, very fast, I will still land on the floor. Unless I have a parachute, it will be a hard landing. And I don't care how many prayers I pray to God. He already put gravity as a law in the natural realm. In the spirit realm, there are also laws that God has put in place. God is not looking over to say, well, I, I, if, if, let me give you an example, law of giving. Law of giving. He says, give and it shall be given to you. And the law of giving is found in seed, time, and harvest. A lot of people will argue with that. But if you don't argue and you just follow the natural and the spiritual law, you will find harvest. You see, when you are when, when, when the enemy seems as if the enemy is winning, the first thing you must check is not the enemy, it's yourself. Where am I positioned? Am I positioning myself in the stronghold? When was the last time God and I talk? And when I say that, God talks to us various ways. The primary way God speaks to us is through the word, written word, the logos, the Bible. When was the last time you read the Bible? The second thing you must look at is, am I carrying bitterness in me? He said, he said when you pray, forgive, so that your Father in heaven can forgive you too. He says, if you don't forgive, your Father in heaven will not answer your prayer. Very simple. So, are you carrying bitterness in your heart? Look at that also. Because... Are you then walking in love? Because I don't care how much your faith is big. If love is not there, your faith will not work. Because Galatians chapter 5 says, faith works through love. So you've got to first of all do your own self-evaluation. And then you will now command Satan to take his hand off your life. Take your hand off my, my life. Take your hand off my, 
of, of my finances. And hear this. This is very important. Satan will ask you, on what authority and on whose authority? He will ask you. And that is where memorizing the word of God is very important. You must be able to say it is written. The Bible says, the Bible says, and if you don't know what the Bible says, you will just start using your emotion. And then somebody will come and he will say, he's a prophet. So you will turn to the prophet who prophesy nothing except confusion. You, you know, you, then you will listen to them. The voice, look, in the olden days, God always used prophets. Yes, there are still prophets today. But let me tell you, there are too many prophets than the one God actually sent. Many send themselves. So read the word of God. Be familiar with the word. Somebody was trying to prophesy to me the other time, about five years ago. As he was talking, I said to him, that's not for me. That's for you. He said, why? I said, because it doesn't register in my spirit. I'm a child of God, too. That's not for me. That is for you. He died three years later. The prophet that was prophesying nonsense. Don't put yourself under, under people whose belly is their God. Everything they do is to make you to be fearful. They want to put you under them. If you don't call them father or you don't bow down to them, then you are, no, 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 no. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. No longer to be subject to the yoke of slavery. I want you to realize that you are a child of God. You are not a bastard. You are not the child of another woman. God chose you by covenant. There are children we give birth to and there are children we adopted. Let me tell you, you are both born and adopted. Let me pray with you. I release a new grace over your life. You are healed, blessed, delivered. Till we meet next week, in Jesus' name, amen.